You're listening to 2233, a podcast of, wait, 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 this is, um, this is a bonus episode. No, not, not that kind of bonus episode. This is a Valentine's Day episode. This is a love episode. There we go. Nice. You went halfway across the world, let's say to Bangladesh, to learn a difficult language, let's say Bengali. You have several goals in mind, including securing a future career, but of greater concern is learning the language and culture enough to win over the woman you love. On this bonus mini-episode of 2233, a nod to Valentine's Day. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. There was this infamous elephant that would walk around the street. And this is Dhaka. I think at one point, Dhaka may have been the most densely populated city in the world. Trust me, it is absolutely packed with people. Everywhere. People, people, people. So on a road, you might have bicycles, motorcycles, huge trucks, cars, rickshaws, auto rickshaws, and then there might just be an elephant. This week, immersion in Bangla, a surprise visit by your future father-in-law, and how to learn the word love in a new language. Join us on a journey from the United States to Bangladesh for Valentine's Day affirmation that love knows no borders. It's 22.33. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. These exchanges shaped who I am. And when you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And that's what we call cultural exchange. Ooh, yes. My name is Colin Walsh. I participated in the Critical Language Scholarship Program in 2013. That was at the time in Dhaka, Bangladesh. At the time that I studied abroad in India, I was also a law student during my what they call the 2L summer year. That's when September 11th and 12th of 2012 happened in Benghazi, Libya. At that time, it, it was clear to me that I wanted to make a career out of protecting American interests abroad while serving in the Foreign Service. So I did everything I could to become a diplomatic security special agent. And that's exactly the path that I followed. So because I already had this overseas experience in India studying law, I wanted to somehow parlay that into a foreign service stepping stone. And to me, CLS was the ideal option. It, it was speaking to a foreign language, which I was already interested in from colleagues I had met overseas. 
and it was in a part of the world that I was naturally fascinated with. And for me, it was something that I knew would bring me to the next level. Sure enough, mind you, that's exactly what happened. Part of the reason why I gained a love with the Bengali language and culture is because I found love in a Bengali woman. We met in India. I knew that I wanted to learn the language and make it not only a part of my professional development, but also a part of my personal life. To love another is also to love their culture. And when you're talking about a Bengali woman, it absolutely means to love her language too. I would say that I was always a bit conscious due to the fact that every time I opened my mouth, people would smile. And it's because Bengalis have a love affair with their language. You know, it's said that their war of independence was fought based upon the fact that their language was trying to get stripped away and replaced. Bangla, the language, is inescapable. It's everywhere. It's in the culture. It's in the people. The script is written everywhere. It is about as dense as the fog in Delhi is. As a result of that, you're completely absorbed all the time. However, because people love the language so much, the moment someone who doesn't speak it naturally opens their mouth, it's as if you, you're just paying people compliments. People would smile and laugh and just walk me through it. And it, it was a perfect learning environment. We had met uh, before in India. I was I was a law student, mm -hmm. and that's where I met his daughter. And that's when we started speaking a little Bengali and learning, and I went to visit him in Kolkata, of course, as a friend. I was introduced as a friend, as, a, as an American tourist who wants to see the city, because it would be way too bold to just come out with that as a, you know, Indian woman, as an Indian girl. You don't really have those abrupt conversations with your father right away. In our case, it did take a couple years. Me learning Bengali certainly did help. And him observing me impromptu with no warning upon my initial arrival to the country certainly helped too. So when I did go to Dhaka with CLS, the answer from the family at that point was 
not yet, yes. May have even been no. However, everybody knew who I was and that I was there and that we were in love with one another. So the first night that we arrived, my now father-in-law knew that I would be arriving and he showed up at our living quarters and it was midnight. And we had, I think that was like literally our first or second night and there was no warning. And um, I think he drove quite a ways to get there because I was being evaluated. I was on his turf now. I was in his country. Um, We of course had met before. However, this was really his chance to catch me off guard to see if, is this man a good eligible candidate for my daughter, of course, who he loves very much. By catching me off guard, I was, of course, surprised. I, of course, invited him in and he wanted to just see you know, how do Americans do things? Where are the men and the women on different floors? Are they in separate rooms? Does everything look okay without being pre-scripted? Am I going to see any surprises? He he was, of course, pleasantly surprised by what he observed and speaking to me and seeing where I had come through with the language. So that was probably my greatest surprise, seeing my now father-in-law show up at my doorstep at midnight, wanting to not only greet me, but also evaluate me in person. I I think I remember it so well because I know that I must have passed the test because now we are happily married. By the way, that that kind of meetup happened many times after that. Of course, it was always planned, and we spent a lot of time together and practiced endless Bengali together. So that the two things, the personal meets professional, um, actually complemented each other quite well because I, I think I was a better speaker as a result of it. is produced by The Collaboratory, an initiative within the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs. 
better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of the Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. And our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. This week, Colin Walsh talked about his time as a Critical Languages Scholar, or CLS, in Bangladesh. For more about CLS and other ECA exchange programs, check out eca.state.gov. We also encourage you to subscribe to 2233. You can do that wherever you find your podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at ecacollaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. And also, photos of each week's interviewee and complete episode transcripts can be found at our webpage at eca.state.gov. Slash 2233. Special thanks this week to Colin for sharing his personal stories with us. Ana Maria Sanitin did the interview and I edited this segment. And let's see if you can pick up on a theme among this episode's featured songs. Easy to Love by Lionel Hampton and his sextet. The Gentle Art of Love by Oscar Pettiford and his orchestra. Let's fall in Love by the Dave Brubeck Trio. Lovers, Serenade by Ralph Bartery and his orchestra, and Our Love is Here to Stay by Teddy Wilson. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tug Lius. Until next time.